0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. What is up, everybody? We are back. This is what, week three in a row? Consistency Kings over here? Yes, sir. We about to we about to drop this next episode on Friday. Just three Fridays straight that you guys are hearing from us. So uh, we're proud of ourselves. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Hoopball Nets podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Um, you can look up Hoopball Nets or just like Brooklyn Nets. We come up either way. Leave a five star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Nets. Um, I swear we're almost at like two hundred followers. I think we're at like 150, 160, somewhere around there. So help get us to two hundred followers. Um, you can follow us individually. I am at Najee Adams underscore and Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter. And, uh, yeah. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, just follow the podcast, download the podcast. Does a world of good for us. It's basically like leaving a review on, uh, the Apple podcast app. So if you don't have Apple or an iPhone, you can do your part on Spotify to help us out. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and so, Yeah. Today, we have a a nice range of topics to talk about, but before we get into all that, let me just give a huge shout out to MyBookie.ag. Um, I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet of up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? (laughs) But seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets away all season long and with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are, we know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every single week. Sign up and get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd Expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to $1,000. The terms are simple. You put in 200, they will match you with another 100 in your account. That's basically free money, and we all love that. If you are already planning to bet this season, this is, like I already said, free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it with promo code HOOPBALL. Once again, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And boom. So let's get into things. Number one on our uh, on our topics, our agenda. This episode is going to be uh, something that just broke today. Wait, is, was it wasn't today. Yeah. Well, we're recording this at midnight on Friday, so technically, like for us, it's still Thursday. But technically, it's Friday, so it broke on Thursday. Um, uh, Shams came out and tweeted that uh, Kyrie Irving and the Nets are being fined 25k by the NBA for violating league rules governing media access. Um, so Irving and the Nets each received a 25k fine, and the NBA says that the fines result from Irving's refusal on several occasions this week to participate in team media availability. Um, yeah, you know, like the Nets have had, uh, like Zoom calls with the media since Friday with Steve Nash and the Nets players. And, you know, Kyrie hasn't been on those. Um. Uh, and like earlier in the week or earlier, yeah, earlier this week or late last week, I can't really remember. He, uh, he issued this statement. He said, instead of speaking to the media today, I'm issuing this statement to ensure that my message is properly conveyed. Uh, I am committed to show up to work every day, ready to have fun, compete, perform, and win championships alongside my teammates and colleagues in the Nets organization. Uh, my goal this season is to let my work on and off the court speak for itself life hit differently this year and it requires us it requires me to move differently so this is the beginning of that change and uh that was really the end of him speaking with the media um so hunter what do you we i already know what you think of of Kyrie as a player on and off the court but what do you think of him costing not only himself but the nets 25k
0: so we know Kyrie is not a what's the word and a, an orthodox human being, I guess. He doesn't go by the book. He, uh, he He's rebellious, but not in a loud way. He, he always does little things that go against the norm. Like an example is him saying that the, the earth is flat. Now look, in the back of his head, we all know he probably does not believe that. It's just something that he likes to say to stir things up a little bit because because he he doesn't like flowing with the norm he likes being different not speaking to the media at all yeah people have tried it you know like marshawn lynch in the nfl would try it but he'd at least show up Kyrie is deciding not to show up at all he's one of the first people to do that and he's thinking oh the nba lets players get away with uh requesting trades I think I can do what I want I'm just not going to speak to the media all season Um, it's either he's not going to earn any of his money because he's going to get fined every single day until the end of the season which if that's how he wants to do it that's fine Um, or the Nets lose a lot of money and it winds up hurting his relationship with the organization so it's, it's not going to end well at all
1: the thing with me and, and this move by Kyrie, like, I get it, you know? Like, I get not wanting to be hounded by the media. And, like, Kyrie in specific, I will say, the media does, you know, try everything that they can to get some weird some weird quote out of him or like take his words and twist it into something that he didn't really mean because they know that the the public narrative surrounding Kyrie is that you know he's a weird guy so so they they do do extra do do haha they do extra stuff with him so that like they can generate some clickbait or generate a crazy quote from him so I get why he wouldn't want to talk to the media the thing is like this doesn't help you know like Kyrie was already regarded as, like, this team breaker-upper. Like, he was already regarded as, like, this and, locker room cancer. And also,
0: also, him not talking to the media is, like, it, that's part of your job, basically. Because you you know when you're coming into the league, that's part of what it means to be an athlete in every sport. You get asked questions, and you're trained with how to answer certain questions and how to handle the situations. So he just doesn't want to do it just to not be bothered by it and I guess maybe to focus on basketball in his life more, which is fine. But why can't you handle it, for example, how Westbrook does? Russell Westbrook, if you've heard him with the media, is very short, very brief. But he's never disrespectful. He, he always, or for the most part, he's had his moments. But for the most part, he answers their questions and will keep it short and just keep it moving. Like, why do you have to make it a problem?
1: And, like, for it, I'm sure that it's easy for people like us or, like, other podcasters or media outlets to sit there and sit here and say this because like we're not the ones getting hounded every day or every day after practice about small minuscule things in our lives or like we're not the ones getting baited into saying something against our teammates but still like there's something that goes with being an athlete and fulfilling this like it's not like you're in front of these people you're on zoom now like in some way that should make it easier i don't know if it does because like i said i'm not there but you would think that that and make it easier also the his reasoning you know like life hit differently for him this year so you know this is a part of his life changes the thing is like life hit differently for everybody this year Kyrie. like you're not the only one that dealt with some tough stuff this year damn near probably every athlete dealt with some tough things this year and like if so like we don't see all all other athletes not talking to the media. And as an athlete, like I'm sure things weren't as hard as it was for other people with regular jobs, like people with regular jobs, I'm sure life hit differently for them. You don't see them taking out like, like minimizing their work responsibilities because life hit different this year, you know, like that's, and like, that's your privilege as an athlete that a multi-million dollar athlete that you get to do certain things like that. But the excuse that life hit differently, like, it didn't just hit differently for you, you know. Like me and Hunter, we didn't have the greatest year. Nobody had a great year, really. But you don't see us taking out like different responsibilities from our job and saying, you know, I'm just not going to do that because like we don't have the luxury to. But Kyrie does, and you see, like this is kind of sort of taking advantage of that, you know. Like just just think about what you like. You're not the only person, you know. So it as a team. The Nets would probably appreciate it if you just talk to the media, you know, like you have a first year head coach. Things are already difficult on him. Now you're having him answer questions about whether or not you want to speak to the media like bro, just talk to them, you know, like you can say super blunt responses. You can just say no comment, but like even that is better than getting fined every day and making a story out of it. Like just just say no comment. That's all you have to do, bro. Just just show up and say absolutely nothing just be there <laughs> but those are those are our thoughts on you know Kyrie getting fine for the Nets I don't think it's gonna last too much longer like I think after their first preseason game after their regular season games he's gonna come back talk to the media like if they have a, a super great game against the the Warriors like he's not gonna just say nothing you know like, he's gonna be hype he's gonna want to talk his talk about his team and like motivate his team and in a way that, that gives them fuel for the rest of the season. So after the regular season or in the preseason, I would guess that he would come back and talk to the media. So hopefully that does happen. Um, Another thing on our agenda, de- agenda today, uh, the Nets were trending like quite a lot today on Twitter, like whether it was, so the first thing that I saw trending was Joe Harris, like just straight up Joe Harris's name, just Joe Harris. I'm like, okay, what happened with Joe Harris? It's this clip of them in practice and KD, Joe Harris is guarding KD and he does like a, he gets into the post, does like a spin move, comes out of the post and takes a pull up jumper. And it's like Joe Harris gets damn near dropped. (laughs) So, so people, He,
0: he does, he did a He did a half spin fade away. And like, because he's much stronger than Joe Harris in general, he basically just shoved him off of him. And and, Joe Harris went flying,
1: and people are like, people are on Twitter going crazy, like, "Oh my God, KD is back!" Oh my God, like, I'm sure KD is back, but like, he's doing that to Joe Harris every hey, look, day. You I know, love Joe <laughs> like,
0: Harris as much as the next guy, but he's. no he shouldn't be able to guard KD anyway
1: and like it's good it's good to see KD doing that like I'm hyped just to see KD even back on the court hooping but like let's let's be real here you know like Joe Harris never a day in his life is guarding Kevin Durant regardless so so like let's calm it down like let's see KD do it to Kawhi first Let's let's see him do it till brawn before we before we get hype hype you know but like it's good to see KD back hooping and then the next thing that was trending we'll get to later but since we're on the topic of KD and him hooping again um do you so so the the Nets play on Saturday I want to say I believe they play on Saturday I no they play on Sunday the Nets play on Sunday they play on the 13 6 p.m. versus the Wizards they only have two preseason games. Uh, the 13th versus the wizards and the 18th versus the celtics so they don't they only have two preseason games they don't play an insane amount and their two preseason games are five days apart so you know do you think that that that, that kd gonna play and if if he does play how many like what do you think his minutes restriction is
0: um i mean i think he's gonna play because i, I watched an interview with uh Brad Stevens the other day and he was talking about how um, how important the preseason is this season because everything is much shorter in general. Like, like the rookies usually had a lot more time to get acclimated to everything and now they don't. So like for a team like that where they just went deep into the playoffs and they're adding rookies, like he can focus more on the rookies. But Steve Nash has... An entire new team essentially like yeah Dinwiddie and Laver and Allen and Tori and Prince Joe Harris they were all there but adding KD Kyrie Landry Shamit like those are important pieces enough that change the whole dynamic of the team and will alter how the team plays so I think they're all going to have to play, and I think KD's probably going, and Kyrie are probably going to be limited to um, most of the first and third quarter, and probably not much of the second, and maybe maybe some of the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah. um, I'd
0: give him. I'd give him maybe twenty-five minutes.
1: That that's probably along the same lines that I was leading. Like it's when you like KD hasn't played basketball in about. 18 months like it's been over 500 days since he last took the court in the finals versus the Raptors and and Torres Achilles like that's crazy 500 days more than 500 days that's damn near two years like that's that's insane and so it's like for for KD like of course there's gonna be Russ no matter how nice you are like is he the he's a top three basketball player in the entire world And it's still going to be rust for him regardless, because, you know, like not playing game speed against real competition, you're going to need to get back into the flow of things. And so I feel like Steve Nash already said, like the preseason games are important this year. Maybe if the Nets had four, he would kind of play like, you know, 10 minutes, one, 10 minutes, another, 10 minutes, another, but they only have two preseason games. And then they jump into the regular season against the Warriors, you know, so like, and they need these wins. There's only 72 games, so you've got to rack up the wins. And so I think KD does play in the preseason. I, I don't know if Kyrie does, though, but I, I would guess he does. You know, like if, if you're going to put KD out there, you might as well put Kyrie out there. Um, And so their minutes restriction, like I said, I'm kind of leaning towards U25. Um, I don't think that's a bad decision. I would definitely get them going because while they're cool off the court, you know, that that type of chemistry doesn't always Translate to on-court success as seen by Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Like, they were super cool off the court. But on the court, their games didn't really mesh well. And now, Russell Westbrook's on the Wizards. So, you know, I think KD and Kyrie need some time to, you know, get on the court and see see how one another moves i'm sure they practice with each other but like nothing simulates like a real game speed so like when they see how each other are moving when they see what plays work for who how they where exactly they should stand on the court develop that chemistry like by the end of the the, the regular season like kd and Kyrie, you would want like Kyrie to already know what spot kd is gonna go to before he can he even gets there and like just stuff like that you know and so to to be able to build that they've got to play together for more than you know 72 games and this is this is uh the beginning of that um after their preseason game versus the uh the wizards like i said they play the celtics uh and that's like three days before their first no 18, 19, 19, that's four days before their first regular season game against the, uh, the war. And, and like their, their beginning schedule isn't, isn't like a walk in the park. You know, it's, it's warriors, which is going to be a battle Celtics game two are going to be a battle uh, Hornets game 3 uh, they they should beat the Hornets unless LaMelo is just a god they they should beat the Hornets and then Grizzlies which the, do n- never count the Grizzlies out John Morant could be taking a big step that's their first four games and then after not that not
0: even just John ja Morant
1: Jaron Jackson Jaren too Jaron Jackson exactly and then after that they have a a doubleheader versus the Hawks so their first um
0: if you if you notice the NBA schedule in order to to, I guess, limit the possibility of of COVID spreading. A lot of teams have double headers against the same team in order to knock their season games with them out of the way at the same time.
1: Yeah, like I'm looking at the, the net schedule right now. They play on, on January 20th, they play the Cavs. January 22nd, they play the Cavs. January 23rd, yeah, like they, play see, the January 25th, they play the Heat. January 25th, they play the Heat. the same
0: team yeah. right? It's like that's how – about like every team's schedule is, which makes sense so that they don't have to travel nearly as much. Exactly. Or like they'll see the same people in that span.
1: Yeah, that it's like you said, it's to limit like who they're in contact with, limit their their travel and I think that was a good job by the NBA to try and Implement some sort of COVID protocols, like like we said in the last episode. You're not gonna like things are gonna get thrown off track. Somebody as unfortunate as it is, like some NBA team, some NBA player will most likely have a COVID outbreak. Things might get delayed, uh, postponed, stuff like that. So you're gonna have to roll with the punches. But back to the original topic, we do both think that KD will end up playing in the preseason. And now to to probably the most the most jaw not jaw-dropping but like polarizing news that's been going on uh the James Harden debacle but before we get into that I have to get huge 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 shout out to our guys over at Manscaped um to all the ball handlers out there before you throw on your team's gear make sure you take care of your below the waist grooming our partners at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders so you can stay clean and take care of yourself when it matters most. Manscaped is here to sink the competition and deliver the best tools for your below the waist grooming experience. Uh, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer the Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of the ceramic blade and skin safe technology. Your snags will be reduced. Their perfect package 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower, waterproof cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and the Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at Manscaped.com. It's a whole new balls game. Take advantage of this limited time offer for a Manscaped all-star lineup and try it for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code HoopBall20. When things get hairy in the fourth quarter, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. And so yes, we are back and we are ready to talk about James Harden. So like we talked about, I think, two episodes ago, Harden wants out of Houston. This whole big debacle, he was at little And b- and
0: even though John Wall was like, oh, he's going to stay in Houston, yeah, Harden said that is not the case, posted an emoji on his story, and then uh, expanded his list of preferred destinations from the Nets and Sixers to also include the Bucks and the Heat.
1: Yeah, and so... You know, Harden has been everywhere but with the Rockets. He's recently reported to Houston. Now he has to wait six days, get six consecutive negative COVID testing days to even practice with the team, uh, which would return him on like the 15th or the 16th, leave him with probably about a week to practice with the team before their first regular season game. Um, Harden doesn't want to be in Houston. You know, someone that wants to be there would not be acting like this. I don't really see a way in which he can even stay now, like... If, if I'm John Wall, if I'm Boogie, if I'm any of the guys in Houston, I'm like, like, this is disrespectful to not only the franchise, but to me, because this shows me that like, bro, you don't even want to play with us. like You won't even come report to training camp like because you don't want to play with us because you don't think we have a chance of winning the chip. Like, all right, that's fine. Now, I also don't want to play with you. Creates locker room issues. The Rockets would be better to just get him up out of here. Now, like Hunter said, uh, at first, his, his list was he wanted to be traded to the Nets. The, uh, the the Nets didn't make the move. He then expanded it to the Sixers. Apparently, Daryl Morey wasn't trying to play ball, and uh, now the Rockets will not uh, trade Harden unless they get KD and Kyrie. He then extended the uh, his list to the the Heat and the Bucks. So you know, basically every nice team in the East except the Raptors and the Celtics. <laughs> and so, so
0: so look, this is what it's going to have to come down to. The Nets will have to give up Kyrie. The Sixers will have to give up Ben Simmons. The Heat will have to give up Hero and some. And the Bucks will have to give up newly acquired Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, probably. So, that's a high asking price for all of them.
1: The only team that I would 100% say no that you just said is the Bucs. Like, I'm not giving you Middleton and Drew Holiday for Harden. No way. Like, there's no way. After I just gave up... Nine thousand first-round picks to get Drew Holiday, and no, sir. Yeah, people are saying the Bucks
0: have to be like a little sick. Like Harden puts them on their destination on the destination list as soon as they give up all their picks for Drew Holiday. Like
1: exactly like at this point, if I'm the Bucks, it is what it is. Like uh, we we rocking with the team we got because I'm not giving up Middleton and Drew Holiday for a man that plays absolutely no defense. Like that take that hits them hard on the defensive end like Giannis cannot do that, it all that, yeah that takes away from what their team like build is their defensive team exactly so like yes and and Harden would do nothing but take the ball out of Giannis's hand like come on we're not just like Giannis isn't the type of guy that it can just stand in a corner and like I don't think Giannis and Harden would work you know like around around Look, Harden in
0: reality out of all those teams I think he works best with Embiid going with the Sixers but is it worth it for them to give up Simmons? No.
1: Not at all. Like around Harden you need shooters because he's the type like it's a 5-out offense, ISO, pick and roll, you Which know, stuff like that. Which is
0: why that would be a, a great team for him.
1: Yeah, him and the Embiid Sixers would be amazing.
0: Having, yeah, that plus he'll have Shake Millen and Danny Green and Seth, Seth Curry. Curry and Tobias Harris. Those are all great scoring players around him. Like that is the team that if he goes there in a Simmons trade, they're probably the best team in the East, if we're being honest.
1: I agree, but I understand why you wouldn't want to give up Ben Simmons. Like, six 10-point guards don't come around too often, you know? Like Yeah, if they're – if I mean, if they're able to get Harden
0: and maybe P.J. Tucker back, then it's something to think about. That's what I'd say. Even though he's old, like – the Sixers have to make a run for a chip at some point, instead of letting these two that clearly can't work together just rot on their
1: roster. And so that would be the Sixers' the, their package for the. Everyone seems to be focused on what the Heat can give up, and you know. And look,
0: at- look, the Heat can give up any combination that includes Hero, Nunn, Duncan, Robinson, Olenek, like picks Iguodala maybe like picks that's what it's all around they're going to keep Jimmy and Bam that's what the heat are focused on but,
1: but for like some if you the if you're apparently the
0: apparently they're unwilling to give up Hero as well which that just means they're not getting hardened. so the
1: the thing for me is if you're the Rockets and you won't trade him to the Nets unless you get KD and Kyrie why would you trade him to the Heat without getting Bam You know, like, like if I'm if I'm the Rockets, I mean,
0: I mean, we don't really know what the prices are. It's just assumption in reality, like because it always comes out later that that, oh, this could have happened. Oh, a surprise team comes out of nowhere. Oh, the Rockets price was always much higher than everyone thought. Like, we'll never know.
1: It's kind of like Whatever Kawhi. Reason. Like, remember, everyone was like, Kawhi's going to go here. Kawhi's going to go there. You, and then out of nowhere, remember, the Rock, the Raptors got him.
0: Yeah, and it came out months later that during that trade deadline, Danny Ainge missed the chance to give up Jalen Brown for it. And, like, it's stuff that you never find out happened until way after the case.
1: And so if, if I'm... So, so the impact that this makes on the Nets ability to get Harden is obviously it makes it more difficult because they kind of lost a little bit of leverage because before, you know, he's like, I only want to go to the Nets. Nets is the only team I want to go to. Other teams are probably offering, but not really offering anything substantial because, you know, you don't want a player that doesn't want to be with you unless you're, you're um, Masai Ujiri and you think you can try and keep Kawhi ended up not working, but, you know, they got a chip. So that's fine. But most teams aren't going to just trade for a guy they know doesn't want to be there. Now, he's opened up his, his his horizons, and now other teams are offering it. The Nets have to make a more competitive offer if they're serious about getting Harden. Now, like we were talking about with the Heat, a lot of people are like, yo, I would never give up Tyler Hero for James Harden. That is crazy. If the Heat wouldn't, like if Pat Riley wouldn't give up Hero for James Harden, then then he shouldn't be the GM. Anyone that thinks that you shouldn't give up Hero for James Harden shouldn't be the GM of of, of a team. Like, come on now.
0: Look, Tyler Hero is good and has a lot of promise. But he'll never reach the level that James Harden has
1: reached. James Harden is a top 10 NBA player. One of the greatest scorers we may have ever seen.
0: That's That's the issue. Hero can shoot the lights out and be a great nba player maybe reach all-star status one day but i do not see him ever
1: averaging 30 points in a season not only 30 points but like don't forget harden ha- has had like nine assist seasons like he can get the rock to uh, to to players a lot too of triple you know
0: doubles.
1: like he's yeah. not just he's not he's, just a scorer because
0: of his lack of defense and his tendency to choke in the playoffs in the past he's he might be slightly underrated at this point which is coming from me who's not the biggest Harden fan but But, I do think that people are are, like don't realize how easy scoring comes to him
1: I low-key want to call Jalal and ask him if if he would give up Tyler Hero for for um for, for James Harden. If you guys don't know, Jalal is our friend. He's a Heat fan. So, I'm low-key about to call him. I don't know if he's going to answer, but hold on. Let me see. He's about to be like, yo, bro, what are you calling me for? Yo. Don't say anything crazy because we're recording a podcast. I have a question for you. What, what is your favorite NBA team? The Miami Heat. Cool. So, would you trade Tyler Hero for James Harden? it depends on. I mean, I think realistically,
0: there's no way we get James Harden without giving up Tyler Hero because okay. Bam and Jimmy are both package, untouchable, and everyone else, hero none, at the a expense first, of the superstar that. at that level is expendable.
1: So, if if you if the package was hero none and a future first, would you do it? yes there we go thank you 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 didn't make us look stupid because we also said that you would do that so but i also wouldn't blame them if they decided not to give up hero and now you're making us look stupid great no i'm not i can see <laughs> it now. but nah, uh we appreciate you uh you can follow my son at uh j sandy underscore isn't that your twitter i think that's your twitter uh, Jay Sandy, 45, underscore, I believe. Boom. My son got a podcast on the way. Just another day podcast. Uh, go, go follow that on iTunes. Go follow it on Twitter. There we go. But yes, bottom line, he wouldn't trade Tyler. He would trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. So there you go. I'll talk to you later, bro. Appreciate you. And so, yeah, there is a Heat fan himself saying that he would trade Tyler Hero. Who, and he's, by the way, he loves Tyler Hero. Like, Tyler Hero low-key is probably his second or third favorite player on the Heat, but, which he's obviously probably most people's second or third player on the Heat, so that probably doesn't say much, but, you know, he actually does like Tyler Hero a lot, so for him to say that, it means a lot. Um, And so, yeah, like, I I don't know where the argument comes from. Like, I don't see what the argument for Tyler Hero over James Harden is, you know? Like, what does he do better than James Harden?
0: I mean it's just the literally the only thing is raw shooting
1: and like age and i get it you know like he's 20 james harden's 31 but like by the time tyler hero is 26 probably about to hit his prime jimmy butler's going to be th- in his late 30s you know like bam and bam and tyler hero maybe they get it done but i would rather take the risk and get bam jimmy and James Harden and be probably the best team in the East by far and try and go for this championship window while Jimmy is in his prime right now than wait five years for Tyler Hero to develop into what we would potentially see as his top level self you know like I'd rather go for the window that's open right now and take advantage of this East and like then wait because you never know like In a couple of years, when Tyler Hero's 25, you know who else is going to be 25 or 26 who's going to be running the league? People like Zion. Like, like, you know, like, you'd rather go now and try and beat a LeBron on his way out or like an AD still on the, not on the come up, but like the Lakers, I'd rather try and beat the Lakers now than like, wait for the next level of NBA talent and generation to to get built up because like, it's just easier. Also,
0: because it's unpredictable. What do you, you mean? You don't know. You don't know what players are going to be good. There's probably someone who's picked 27th in the draft this year that's going to turn out to be an all-star. Like it, it's you you'll ne- you know what the level of talent is in the NBA today. You can't predict what it's going to be in the future.
1: Exactly. And so I would rather just capitalize on on our opportunity right now like we like, were...
0: You know that they, that the Lakers are the best team right now. But you also know that it is possible to beat them if you have the proper team structure. So I do believe that you could see maybe in the future, let's say Luka Doncic pairs himself up with LaMelo Ball and then they pair up with Wiseman. Let's say that's a big three in the future, but you never would think that today, but that, that could be a team in the future that's unbeatable, a 6'8 point guard, a 6'8 position at the shooting guard that could play point guard in dongech and then a monster center. Like, you never know what the future will bring because the NBA has a high percentage of roster turnover every season, basically. So it's, it's impossible to say that it'll be worth it now you're, it's better off if they get Harden and keep Butler and Bam, they're probably winning the East. It's that simple.
1: The thing I don't is, think there's a
0: team that can beat that, They the were, Nets included.
1: They were two games away from an NBA championship this season. Eric Spolstra is probably the best coach in the NBA right now. If not number, he's top three easily.
0: And so, if you take out Hero and None. Mind you, none played some bench minutes, but in the postseason in general, he was not a huge factor. And then you take out Hero, who was a huge factor.
1: Don't forget they would still have in, Drogic.
0: Yeah, and then you put in a generational score. Their starting lineup is Drogic, Harden, Duncan Robinson, and Jimmy Butler, and then bam. Something like that. Maybe.
1: And, and and who's beating and that? <laughs> like
0: that's that's tough, because teams have to plan for Duncan Robinson's shooting, while keeping the ball out of Harden's hands, while Jimmy and Bam are on opposite blocks, being able to work, and then Dragic being able to to slice up a whole defense. Like if the Heat can do it, I don't see how you don't pull the trigger on it, giving up five picks or not it seals the deal on them
1: winning the East to me. And so I, I, then I would ask the same question for the Nets. Like, would you give up? It, it's different because, like, if, if you're asking me would I give it's,
0: up? It's a lot different for the Nets because if they're giving up the package that was Dinwiddie Lover and Jared Allen, then, yeah, their starting lineup's great. Is Kyrie Harden, KD or Joe Harris, KD, and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, that's great. That, that's really great. But then when the bench comes in and all they got on the bench now is Landry, Shamit, and Torian Prince, that's that's tough. And, but, and- I mean, I, I do think if, if they have to give up both Dinwiddie, Levert, and Jared Allen... That is it's something to think about. Like, yeah, they'll have easily the best big three in basketball. And they'll have three top 15s, one top five, one top ten, one top fifteen player. So it makes them the best team in the league. But if they don't win a chip in the first two years with that structure, then that's a problem. Then it's a it's all for nothing.
1: No, I I I agree. I just think that that it might be too too good of a thing to pass up on and like like we said we don't know what the Rockets are asking for if they're asking for Karis Dinwiddie Jared Allen and some picks I would probably do it and I think I said before that I wouldn't but my mind changed I would probably do it and like I said take advantage of this this moment that you have now to 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 win a championship if you're asking and like this is this was the other thing trending on Twitter Kyrie for Harden most people are saying they'd give up Kyrie for Harden in a heartbeat, you know, like I'm on Twitter right now. And the first thing I see is let's see, uh, you sure Kendrick you would said it. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins said he would do it. Another person said, you sure you wouldn't trade Kyrie for Harden. Uh, if I'm the Nets, I trade Kyrie plus filler for Harden in a nanosecond. Uh, after James Harden joins the Nets, Kyrie Irving and him will be in a race for the most media coverage, blah, blah, blah. That's nothing. Um, like, Am I tripping for the, for thinking the Nets should consider giving up Kyrie for Harden? You know, like, I'm not seeing much. many people th- saying that they wouldn't trade Kyrie for Harden. So, so, it seems like the consensus is they would just do the swap. And like I said before, I but would also do the swap. In, in reality, would the Rockets even want Wall and Kyrie? Probably not, to be
0: honest. They they're saying that, but they probably only want KD. And in order to get KD, yeah, you gotta give a
1: a lot. I'm not giving up yeah. KD. I'm sorry. I'm not yeah, giving up no, KD definite, for nothing.
0: Definitely not. Definitely not. But like, if they throw an offer that's like Harden, Christian Wood, and four first round picks, yeah, go for it.
1: All right, then like, I would. Then I would. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, sure. If you wanna, if you want KD that bad, go for it. But like. Unless they're doing that, I don't see a world where you where you would think about it.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't know. That was a good point. I haven't seen many people bring up that point of would the Rockets really want John Wall and Harden, you know? Like, I mean, John Wall and and yeah, John like, Wall and Kyrie. Cuz John Wall 1 is not a 2, it never
0: can be a 2, but he's the bigger one, so they'd make him play the 2, and he's not an off the ball player. Yeah, Kyrie can play off the ball. But he's also very ball dominant in himself as you saw he limited the growth of both brown and tatum on the celtics when he was there because he was taking the most shots had the ball in his hand the most and in that same way wall and Kyrie will just fight over the ball it's that simple that whoever got the ball it's probably not giving up the ball so
1: yeah and so i don't i don't know like yes the the nets the Nets automatically become better, but like I said, I would do the I would do the swap straight up Kyrie for Harden. But if I have to give up anything else, maybe Kyrie and a second. I would do Kyrie and a second, but Kyrie and a first, Kyrie or and a protected Dinwiddie
0: first if it's a heavily protected. First, if it's a heavily
1: protected first, yeah. But like Kyrie That's and true. any other asset that could be used to get me anything else. Like, I wouldn't do Kyrie and Dinwiddie, Kyrie, LaVert. Look,
0: the reason the reason why I say that is because, and I brought this point up to you last time, Dinwiddie and Harden's a better lineup than Kyrie and LaVert. Dinwiddie and Harden is harder to expose.
1: I don't and know also, that it is.
0: And also in the clutch, Kyrie in the past was very clutch. He, he was. But you've seen what Dinwiddie has done.
1: Yeah, but comparing, do, comparing. And you've
0: seen what KD can do. So, between. I'd rather have an end of game lineup that includes Dinwiddie, Harden, and KD than one that includes Kyrie, Karras, and KD.
1: Uh, oh, yes, but Kyrie has made one of the most clutch shots in NBA history while Harden can't even make it out of the conference finals. You know, like. There's something's if, got to if give.
0: We're, if we're being honest, if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, he's, he would, he was in the finals that year.
1: He was in the he finals that win. year? Cool. That's fine. But also, it, that, that doesn't take away from the fact that out of the players we just mentioned, Kyrie is by far the most clutch.
0: KD is the most clutch.
1: But I thought we were talking about, like, Kyrie, James oh, Harden, those four, Dinwiddie, Lavert.
0: Yes. I mean, Dinwiddie and Lavert just aren't on their level. It's mainly Harden versus
1: Kyrie. I just feel like the difference between Harden and Kyrie isn't worth me giving up anything of substantial value alongside Kyrie. I mean, I'd maybe add Kuroks, but that's about it. Okay, fine. I would do that. I would do Kuroks if they want to do that. That's cool. But anything more than that, I just don't. I don't. I don't think it's worth it. Like if, like I said before, if James this Harden, one,
0: this one could upset um, Nets fans. But the the highest I'd go is is Kyrie
1: and Claxton I'd give that up. Uh, uh, that's iffy for me cuz I I mess with my boy Nick Claxton. If like like if if James Harden is the ninth best player in the league, Kyrie is the 14th. Like that the that's not worth me that 9 10 11 12 13 14 that 5 spot difference isn't worth me giving up, you know, someone of, of substantial value it's just not and so if that's what the Rockets are looking for I don't blame the Nets for standing pat with the team they have also you made this big hype to get these two players here in KD and Kyrie and to not even give them a proper game together just doesn't seem right you know <laughs> like like that just doesn't seem fair like they've I'm, all
0: I'm gonna be honest if if Kyrie doesn't speak to media then they don't owe him anything
1: I don't think they, I don't think it's about that though. Like, I think if, if KD and Kyrie came together and said, you know, we're going to go to the Nets and win a championship in Brooklyn. And so if you're the Nets to then be like, you know what? Screw that, my boy. We're getting harder in here. Like, I don't, especially when like Kyrie made this whole big deal about coming home and, you know, I'm from Jersey and this is my city and all of that stuff, like to just get him. Up out of here that quick before you even get a chance to see what you have already. I don't think they end up doing that, you know? Like at least give it till the to the trade deadline. See what you have in KD, Kyrie, Lavert, Dinwiddie. And if it's nice, keep pat. Like stay 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 the course. If you're struggling, then fine. You gave it some time. Maybe not enough time, but you gave it a little bit of time to see what you had, at least. And so if that if I'm the Nets, that's what I'm doing.
0: One um one signing that we haven't spoken much about is uh, Jeff Green um, do you believe he has any role with the team and, it, and if you look at their roster what players do you think are left out of their rotation and like how deep do you think their rotation
1: will typically go the kid just but out a whole questionnaire right before I'm, we're about to get up out of here uh, alright so Looking at their roster right now. One, let me just say, uh, I like the sign, the, 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 the Jeff Green addition. I think he will be a valuable person on their bench. Even if they, even if he doesn't play a lot of minutes in the game, I think he'll play way more minutes in playoffs, in the playoffs than he does regular season, just because like he's that kind of guy, like he's that kind of vet. I also think he'll be a good locker room presence, keep guys grounded, stuff like that. If I'm looking at their roster.
0: Do you believe their starting lineup is going to be Kyrie, Levert, Joe Harris, KD, DeAndre?
1: Kyrie, Levert, Joe Harris, KD, DeAndre. Yes. Yes, I do.
0: And you believe that the bench will have Dinwiddie, Shamit, Jared Allen?
1: Dinwiddie, Shamit, Jared Allen. That part
0: is confirmed. Who else do you believe is, is going to make their rotation, though?
1: I think their bench will look like Dinwiddie, mm, Dinwiddie, Shamit. Who's going to be the three? Maybe. I mean,
0: no, they have Torrey and Prince.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to play him at the four, though. So, but
0: do you need a complete five on the bench, or do you think he runs a nine, man? Or do you think he goes deep as 11? How, like, how many players do you think? I think with?
1: maybe he'll try and stagger KD and Kyrie to make sure that one of them are on the court at all times. So I would probably go nine, nine deep. With my my back, my primary bench guys being, um, uh, Dinwiddie, Shamit, Jared Allen, and Torian Prince. But I also do think. That, uh, I think Jeff
0: Green could filter in as a tenth guy because he he can play multiple forwards, and get some big man minutes.
1: I think Timothy luau Cabro is gonna is gonna get a good amount of not a good amount, but he's definitely gonna have yeah. a spot in the rotation because he got busy. He got busy it in the bubble. So. He got busy. And then in the I bubble. mean,
0: it's not like it's not like players like Kuruks are are nothing either. He's he's a good player. But. They
1: also made it a point to get back Chris Chioza, who who yeah
0: so. And then they signed Elia Kobo. Like, uh, not that he'll he'll play many minutes, but like being coached under Steve Nash could help his game and Chiozza's game.
1: Also, don't forget about Bruce Brown.
0: Yes, they they did acquire Bruce Brown. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I do believe I I don't think Kuroch cracks the rotation. Jeff Green is very minimal. I don't think Claxton cracks the rotation. Um, I think the bench more so looks like Dinwiddie, Shamit, Bruce Brown, Torian Prince, and Jared Allen.
1: With a little bit of Chris Chioza and TLC. That's, that's with, what I'm going with.
0: In all honesty, all this proves to me is that if I were the Nets, I'd give up Dinwiddie, Levert, Allen, and Picks to get Harden.
1: <laughs> Why? Because they're so deep? Yes. They are. They are a super deep team. But I think because if, that's, if what, that, that's what they, they want, though.
0: Remains the same. Replace Lavert with Harden. Then you lose Dinwiddie and Allen off the bench, but uh, then you can give more minutes to Bruce Brown. You can run some more Chioza, but you also have another player that can remain on the court at all times as a ball handler.
1: In I, Harden, I so. think of the thing about them being deep is like that's what they want. Like they would rather be deep, especially maybe in this season. I and mean,
0: as you saw, that's that's what paid off for the Heat. So.
1: And like, I think this season more than ever, you might want to get your stars a little bit more rest time because like it's it might only be 72 games. But then pl- the, when the playoffs hit, things are going to get serious and you want your guys to be well rested. And although it's 72 games, like like we said, games are back to back, same team, like things are going to get hectic. And so I think maybe this year more than ever, you want your guys to be rested, especially coming off the, the short off season. And like, you don't want to run KD into the ground after not playing 500 days. Like, after not playing for 500 days. More than 500 days. So, I don't know. I think they like being deep because that, that can give them some flexibility with when we know Kyrie has injury problems. So, you know, maybe we don't want to, want to get him out there all 72 games. There's no way that they do that anyway. But like, maybe we want to limit him to 50 games. Nah, not fifty, maybe like sixty. Sit twelve out and you know be ready and fresh for the playoffs same with KD. And like them being deep allows them to do that. Um And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Hootball Nets podcast. Make sure to give us a follow. And subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review because all reviews are getting read on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. You can follow me on Twitter at Adams underscore. Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter. Uh, Our Twitter is in like the little description of the pod anyway. So you can just go click on the hyperlink down there. And uh, before we get up out of here, let me give you a letter looking around my room. P. Go with P today
0: newly signed max extension paul george
1: that's exactly what i was thinking because of playoff p pandemic p that man is just all types of memes but with this uh we'll talk to you guys next week hope you have a great weekend later
0: this has been a hoop ball presentation